Welcome. I'm Sebastian Mafud, and you're listening to WCAT Radio, the on-air wing of En Route Books and Media, bringing you the dulcet sounds of Catholic wisdom. You are listening to the Two Wings Seminar. John Paul II once said that faith and reason are like two wings on which the human spirit rises to the contemplation of truth. And God has placed on the human heart a desire to know the truth, in a word, to know himself so that by knowing and loving God, men and women may also come to the fullness of truth about themselves. Well, God bless you. Welcome to the Catholic Charismatic Renewal, the intersection of faith and reason. I am Dr. William Ailes, and it is my pleasure to present this webinar. My prayer is that this will be a catalyst for thought and have a lasting impact on your hearts and minds in your faith walk. Now, let's just dive right into this. The Catholic Charismatic Renewal, which began with a small group of students in 1967, has grown to over 120 million Catholics worldwide today. Tapping into this renewal means understanding the divine design behind faith and reason coming together. Faith is connected to the Holy Spirit. Reason is connected to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. By way of the presence of the Holy Spirit and gifts of the Holy Spirit, faith and reason intersect. And they do so in the Catholic charismatic renewal. So, the presentation points. We're going to look at the scriptural foundation of the renewal faith and reason within the renewal, the Catholic charismatic renewal itself, and then the centerpiece of the renewal, the Holy Spirit. First, a little about my life. Back in 1980, when I was a senior in college, I had questions. Why am I here? What is my purpose? What happens after I die? How do I get to God? How will I spend eternity? And these were the questions that kept me awake at night during my senior year in college. And the problem with pondering questions like these is that you need answers. And thankfully, answers did follow. I attended an on-campus Bible study, and I learned this. God is relevant. Soon thereafter, I knew I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. I spoke in tongues. I was never the same. Thank God. 20 years later, fast forward to the year 2000, I experienced six weeks of divine intervention. I moved out to a cottage by a lake, began researching and writing, and three years ago, I published my second book, Treasures in Heaven. It's based on the Sermon on the Mount, Store for Yourselves, Treasures in Heaven, and chapter nine of the book, titled Treasure in Earth and Vessels, will cover many of the verses that we are going to cover in this webinar. The book itself is free on my website, thetimeline.org. And finally, my father's house in Moody's, Connecticut, is a Catholic retreat, and I attended the Life in the Spirit seminar twice, and clearly this is a path into the Catholic charismatic renewal, which we will touch upon in more detail later in this webinar. So with that backdrop, we'll move into the scriptural foundation of the Catholic Charismatic Renewal. 
it is referred to as a new Pentecost. And the best way to get into this subject is to go back in time to the original Pentecost in the first century AD, the year of the crucifixion, the resurrection, and the ascension of Jesus Christ. By looking at the original Pentecost, we'll begin to understand why the Catholic Charismatic Renewal is referred to as a new Pentecost. Pentecost. Pentecost is actually a Hebrew holy day, Shavuot, also known as the Feast of Weeks. It is a pilgrimage feast where thousands would gather at the temple in Jerusalem from across the known world, the Middle East. And prior to Pentecost, in this particular year of the crucifixion, the resurrection, we have the ascension, which would have occurred 10 days prior to Pentecost. And on the day of the ascension, Jesus Christ issued prophecies. Firstly, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses. And that word power in the Greek is dunamis, where we get the word dynamite. In essence, Christ is saying you will receive spiritual dynamite when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Then you will be my witnesses. The day of the ascension, Christ also prophesied, and these signs will accompany those who believe. By using my name, they will speak in new tongues. So, the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, they being the disciples. Suddenly from heaven, there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them the ability. So Christ had prophesied, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit, and by using my name, they will speak in new tongues. These two prophecies came to pass on this day of Pentecost in Jerusalem. And in Jerusalem, we had thousands of worshipers, pilgrims from across the known world, who had come to Shavuot, the Feast of Weeks, to worship and pray. God chose this time to declare his great works, including Jesus is the Christ. So these worshipers, amazed and astonished, they, the worshipers, asked, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. God, by way of the Galilean disciples, got the attention of the worshipers present. The Galileans spoke in tongues or languages, foreign to the Galileans, but understood by the worshipers present. 
these languages were inspired by the Holy Spirit within. All were amazed and perplexed, saying one to another, what does this mean? And Peter, the apostle, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Now, Peter is going to answer their question of what does this mean? He said, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. So these worshipers who heard the disciples speak in tongues are perplexed and amazed because they're hearing in their own languages God's deeds of power. Peter is now explaining to them, these worshipers would have known the prophets from Moses to Malachi. Hundreds of years prior to this day of Pentecost, the prophet Joel had issued a prophecy that God would pour out his spirit upon all flesh. And Peter is saying that prophecy that Joel delivered hundreds of years ago has just come to pass in your ears. He went on to say, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins may be forgiven, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So he's saying to the crowd, what we have received, you can also receive. Once the prophecy is fulfilled, the gates of heaven are open, and it opens the door for anyone of any bloodline to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So to recap, the gift of the Holy Spirit is spiritual power connected to faith. A gift of the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues or languages, a divine sign connected to reason. And the Apostle Paul is the apostle who received the abundance of revelation on these two subjects. In Romans, Paul said, so faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through the word of Christ. God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. So in this letter to Romans, Paul is communicating two things. First, faith is something we receive. God has dealt to everyone. He's writing to the church, to each one, a measure of faith. And faith comes from what is heard. And what is heard comes through the word of Christ. And in this letter, Paul explains how we receive faith, which is to believe the message of faith, which he has in Romans chapter 10. The word of faith that we proclaim, that if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with the heart and so is justified, and one confesses with the mouth, and so is saved. So Paul, in the letter to the Romans, expounds upon the subject of faith, and we're touching upon it here. Faith is something we receive. It's something we receive through hearing the word of faith and believing the word of faith as described here in Romans. Regarding reason, 1 Corinthians, Paul expounds upon the gifts. He says, tongues then are a sign, not for believers, but for unbelievers. 
A sign is designed to engage the mind, reason. So this is where these two come together in the Catholic charismatic renewal, faith and reason. We continue. These two subjects of faith and reason come together are in full display in Acts chapter 10. The Apostle Peter is called by God to the home of a Roman soldier to deliver the message of faith. And there we're going to see this intersection of faith, the receipt of the Holy Spirit, and reason, the sign of tongues. So in Acts 10, Peter is now in the home of a Roman soldier and those in the company of the Roman soldier. And Peter is proclaiming the message of faith. You know the message he, God, sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. All the prophets testify about him, that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. I'll pause for a moment. All the prophets testify about him. Every prophet from Moses to Malachi in the Old Testament prophesied about the coming Messiah. All prophets testify, testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. While Peter was still speaking, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who heard the word. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astounded that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles, Romans, for they heard them speaking in tongues and extolling or magnifying God. So here we have the scene. The circumcised believers are those who once followed Moses, who now believe Jesus is the Christ. They accompanied Peter to the home of a Roman soldier. Peter expounded upon the message of faith. The audience believed the message of faith, and the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out. And how did these circumcised believers know it? For they heard them speaking in tongues and extolling God. The circumcised believers were able to reason by hearing the sign that the only way they could speak forth in these tongues was if they had the Holy Spirit within. Hence, it's intersection of faith and reason. The supernatural sign of tongues gives us reason to believe not only in the supernatural presence of the Holy Spirit and faith within, but the supernatural source of the Holy Spirit and faith the ascended Christ. The only way that someone can speak in tongues is if they have that spiritual power pack, the Holy Spirit within. And the only way they can have the Holy Spirit within is if they are baptized with it. And the only way they can be baptized with it is if Jesus Christ ascended to the right hand of God and as the great high priest baptizes us with the Holy Spirit, just as he did the disciples on Pentecost. Christ, the ascended Christ, is the source of the Holy Spirit and faith, and he's also the source of divine revelation, divine knowledge. And this is what the Apostle Paul told us. Galatians chapter 1, For I would have you know, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me 
is not man's gospel. For I did not receive it from man, nor was I taught it. But it came through a revelation of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ taught the Apostle Paul and the other apostles this message of faith. Paul then taught us. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. Paul states, we have this treasure in earthen vessels to show the transcendent power belongs to God and not to us. The treasure is the Holy Spirit within. We are the earthen vessels. The transcendent power of God then is manifested in such a way that it's clear that the power is not of an earthen vessel, but of a supernatural source, God. Just like we saw in the scene with the Roman soldier, those accompanying him, and Peter and the circumcised believers. The power of God was obvious. It was manifested. That's how they knew the Holy Spirit was present. In the book of Hebrews, it states, God bore witness to such a great salvation by signs and wonders and various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his own will. God bears witness here on planet Earth to our salvation by signs and wonders and miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit, one of which is the gift of speaking in tongues. So speaking in tongues is truly God bearing witness to the internal reality and presence and power of the Holy Spirit, our great salvation. And this is such a critical verse. In his first letter to the Corinthians in chapter 1, Paul states, you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. The revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ is his future appearance, the second advent. It is still future tense. Until that future day, we are not lacking in any spiritual gift, which means all the spiritual gifts that were bestowed upon the disciples in the first century must still be available in the 21st century. Logically, until our Lord Jesus Christ is revealed, his kingdom cannot lack any spiritual gift. Thus, God continues to demonstrate his transcendent power by the gifts of the Holy Spirit. What came to pass in the first century continues into the 21st century. That's precisely what Pope Francis said. Moving into the Catholic charismatic renewal itself, the events that took place in Jerusalem almost 2,000 years ago are not something far removed from us. They are events that affect us and become a lived experience in each of us. Catholic charismatic renewal. The Greek word charismata means spiritual gifts. And as we discussed earlier, the renewal is referred to as a new Pentecost. At the Second Vatican Council in 1962, 
Pope John the 23rd prayed, renew your wonders in this our day as by a new Pentecost. Pope John was praying for an outpouring that reflected what occurred on the original Pentecost. And five years later, in 1967, came to pass. February 1967, 25 Duquesne College students go on a retreat. Holy Spirit fell in power, and the students spoke in tongues. This retreat is marked as the genesis, the birth of the Catholic Charismatic Renewal. One of those students is Patty Mansfield, and in recounting her experience, she states, I wandered into the upstairs chapel and knelt in the presence of Jesus, and I literally trembled with a sense of awe before his majesty. And she prayed, Father, I give my life to you. Whatever you ask of me, I accept. Just teach me to follow Jesus and to love as he loves. The next moment, I found myself flooded with an experience of the merciful love of God. I knew that if I, who am no one special, could experience the love of God in this way, that anyone across the face of the earth could do so. Here's Patty Mansfield in the 21st century, where she's recounting the experience. She states, this new Pentecost has spread from a handful of students on the Duquesne weekend to millions of Catholics around the world. Why? Because God is determined to send forth his spirit to renew the face of the earth. Fifty years from 1967 to 2017, and in June, Pope Francis celebrated the 50th anniversary, the golden jubilee of the Catholic charismatic renewal in Rome. Patty Mansfield was there with the Pope, in fact, kneeling in a blue blazer next to him as they prayed. In this Golden Jubilee, there were 50,000 in attendance from 120 countries. Pope Francis, at the renewal, declared 50 years of Catholic charismatic renewal, a current of grace of the Spirit. And why a current of grace? Because it has neither a founder nor statutes, nor organs of governance. The coming of the Holy Spirit transforms men wrapped up in fear into courageous witnesses of Jesus. Peter, who had denied Jesus three times, full of the strength of the Holy Spirit, proclaims, Let all the house of Israel therefore know assuredly, God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus, whom you crucified. Pope Francis said the Pope has often underlined the impact the Catholic charismatic movement has on people's lives. Think about the Apostle Peter. He denied Christ three times. After the crucifixion in John 20, it says he was hiding behind locked doors for fear of the Jews. Fifty days after the resurrection, Peter is standing up boldly declaring that Jesus is the Christ. He had a very different set of eyes. 
to look upon those whom he once feared. At the Pope's direction, the Catholic Charismatic Renewal International Service, known as CARIS, was formed in December 2018, and they had their first meeting in June of 2019. And in the article written about this, it states more than 120 million charismatic Catholics in 235 countries belong to a tapestry of expressions and ministries. The Charis statutes describe it. Pope Francis wants that integration to deepen. Charis is designed to be the focal point for these 120 million charismatic Catholics worldwide. Now, at this June meeting, the Charis meeting, Father Cantala Mesa quoted Cardinal Sunins. Cardinal Sunins visited the United States in the early 1970s to see with his own eyes this move of the Holy Spirit and this charismatic renewal. And at that time, Cardinal Sunins recorded this. Suddenly, St. Paul and the Acts of the Apostles seemed to come alive, become part of the present. What was authentically true in the past seems to be happening once again before our very eyes. It is a discovery of the true action of the Holy Spirit who is always at work as Jesus himself promised. So the Catholic charismatic renewal, the vehicle is the church, and one of the most effective ways is through retreats. And I'm going to touch upon two of them, one in Connecticut and one in Pennsylvania. My father's house is a Catholic retreat in Moody's, Connecticut. They host various seminars. One of them is the Life in the Spirit seminar. And on the website of my father's house, it states, Life in the Spirit seminar is an opportunity for you to experience the gift of Pentecost. Now, the Life in the Spirit seminar is presented by some of the original Duquesne students, including Patty Mansfield. Seven hours of video from Friday night to Sunday afternoon. And it is a transforming experience. As Patty has stated, if she, who was no one special, could receive the love of God in that way, she knew that anyone across the face of the earth could do likewise. And here's Patty Mansfield, 50 plus years later, still immersed in the Catholic charismatic renewal. Life in the Spirit is one very effective vehicle to be ushered into this amazing understanding of the charismatic renewal. In Pennsylvania, the Ark and the Dove Retreat, they offer the Holy Spirit Boot Camp. It's a four-day retreat. And it states about that, grow in the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit in a fun atmosphere of faith and love. Now, the Ark and the Dove in Pennsylvania is this original location of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit at the retreat back in 1967. 
where the decaying college students, one by one, received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and manifested gifts of the Spirit. Fifty-plus years later, this is now a centerpiece of the Catholic charismatic renewal. Pope John Paul II stated, thanks to the charismatic movement, Christians have rediscovered Pentecost as a living and present reality in their daily lives. Now, the final subject is, of course, the centerpiece of the Catholic charismatic renewal, the Holy Spirit. And in the Gospel of Luke, the Holy Spirit descended upon him, Jesus, in bodily form as a dove, and a voice came from heaven, Thou art my beloved Son, with thee I am well pleased. At the time of the Last Supper and throughout his ministry, Jesus Christ would reference and prophesy about the Holy Spirit. What he had received would be received by those who believed in the good news, the gospel of faith. And we're going to go into some of these prophecies now to have a greater understanding of the Holy Spirit. Christ said, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate, be with you forever. Christ is saying something that cannot be underestimated. The advocate is the Holy Spirit, and Christ's prophecy is that he would be with you forever. If he's going to be with us forever, then how can he leave us? Secondly, this is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you, and he will be in you. That last phrase, he will be in you, it's a prophecy. To have the Holy Spirit in you is to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. It is also known as being born of God. That spirit is a spiritual seed. Being born of God, as John says in his first letter. Christ also prophesied, when the advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who comes from the Father, he will testify on my behalf. So this Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth, comes from the Father, and it's going to testify on Christ's behalf. One way the Holy Spirit testifies is through this manifestation gifts, where reason kicks in and we have connection to faith. The Holy Spirit enables us to testify. Other prophecy, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and let the one who believes in me drink. As the scripture has said, out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now, he said this about 
the Spirit. Christ also said, The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. So to recap these prophecies, he may abide with you forever. He is an advocate, the spirit of truth. The prophecy is that he would be in you, sent from the Father to testify on behalf of Christ and a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Pope Francis said, The Holy Spirit dwelling in our hearts is the pure source of living water springing up to eternal life, which Jesus promised. Sent by Jesus from the Father, the Spirit purifies, renews, and transforms us. He makes us children of God. Pope Francis also said, Youth, despite all attempts to prolong it, sooner or later fades. The Holy Spirit is the one who prevents the only unhealthy aging internal. So Christ continued in prophecy. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. If you then, who are evil, referring to basic human nature, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give to the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? As Paul said, make love your aim and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. Clearly, Christ and the Apostle Paul are expounding upon the role that we play, earnestly desiring spiritual gifts. Essential to our desire is love. Christ also, knock, seek. Doors are opened when we pursue what God would have us to pursue. Our will can line up with God's will. So Christ prophesied on the day of his ascension, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. By using my name, it will speak in new tongues. And we have to ask ourselves, how important are prophecies given by the Son of God on the very day he would ascend off of planet Earth? Uh, double exclamation mark. These are prophecies he left us with. These are the prophecies he gave the disciples that would come to pass just 10 days later on the day of Pentecost. From that day forward, the floodgates of heaven opened. All bloodlines, Jews and Gentiles, there is no longer a separation. We have the ability to tap into the charismatic renewal. We have the ability to tap into what the disciples experienced on the original Pentecost and make our day and time for us individually a new Pentecost. 
Tapping into the Catholic charismatic renewal means fulfilling prophecy. It means understanding and living the divine design behind the intersection of faith and reason. The Holy Spirit and the sign of the Spirit speaking in tongues. God bless you. Hello, God's beloved. I'm Annabelle Mosley, author, professor of theology, and host of Then Sings My Soul and Destination Sainthood on WCAT Radio. I invite you to listen in and find inspiration along this sacred journey we're traveling together to make our lives a masterpiece and, with God's grace, become saints. Join me, Annabelle Mosley, for Then Sings My Soul and Destination Sainthood on WCAT Radio. God bless you. Remember, you're never alone. God is always with you. We hope you enjoyed the program, and will join us back for another show on WCAT Radio. This is Sebastian Mafud. Good day.